What's up guys, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode of the PT Coffee Cast, I just wanted to touch base with you and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate your support. Every like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, truly does mean the world to us and it continues to push us to put out the best possible content for you guys. Before we hop in, I just want to talk to you about our partnership with Physio Network. Physio Network is on a mission to improve physiotherapy standards worldwide. They do this through their research reviews. If you sign up, you'll get 12 research reviews per month in both written and audio form. Articles are selected and appraised by industry experts such as Sandy Hilton, Mary O'Keefe, Tom Goom. Um, former PT Coffee Cast guests such as Teddy Wilsey, Sam Spinelli, Jared Hall, Tom Walters, and plenty more. They're clinically relevant and recently published, and they take less than five minutes to read one review, saving you hours of work. This also solves that problem that we all struggle with. How do we stay up to date with the research? Physio Network has you covered. They also give you access to a members-only Facebook group, and you can do quizzes that will get you CEU points. They got it all. If you guys are interested in trying out Physio Network, you can start your seven-day free trial now by using the link in the show notes or our bio on Instagram. This will give you the option to play around, see what you like. Do you like listening? Do you like reading? And just seeing the amazing content that they give you guys, and then you will join because Physio Network is amazing. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have signed up for Physio Network, please let us know how your experience has gone. We'd love to hear, and we can pass on that information to them. Also, we are super pumped to finally announce the release of the Movement Coffee Club. What is this, you ask? This is a way that you guys can continue to connect and support the PT Coffee Cast community. So we have three clubs available for you guys. We have the Espresso Club, which each month you will get a personal message from Will and myself thanking you for the support the second club we have is the cafe club where you get everything in the espresso club as well as a shout out on an episode put on the list of the coffee club supporters and a bonus episode each month and then lastly we have our favorite club the mug club you get everything in the first two clubs as well as a pt coffee cast mug a monthly coffee subscription of our own coffee blend and a monthly mug club zoom call the reason why we put this club out is we want to continue to develop ways that we can connect with you guys the community as well as have an opportunity for you to support us, um, show us some love, and allow for us to continue to develop and put out the best possible content. You guys can support us for as little as $3 a month. This money is going to go directly back into the podcast for new things like audio equipment, video equipment for better video content, merch, coffee. Everything's going to go back into the PT Coffee Cast so we can continue to provide you guys with some pretty cool opportunities. If you're interested in supporting us, you can check the link in our bio on Instagram at the PT Coffee Cast or at the Movement PTs and click the Coffee Club as well as in our show notes of each episode. We'll have a link there for you to head over and join. Guys, thank you so much for the continued support and we hope that you enjoy this episode of the PT Coffee Cast. Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. (laughs) 
What's going on guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton and with me as always is my beautifully bearded friend William. William, how are we doing today? Doing good. I had to uh, I had to take a step back. <laughs> yeah. I got the uh, sparkling water out, you know, trying to hydrate mm. a little. Yeah. Yes, man. One of the best purchases that we have here at HQ outside of the coffee is the soda stream. So clutch. Yeah. All we need to make ourselves happy is coffee and sparkling water. That's it. Maybe we should become the sparkling PT oh, coffee. Take guy. a step back. <laughs> take a step back. <laughs> oh, what's up, guys? We are back with a, another episode. This is going to be episode number three of the Clinical Scenario series. Me and Will are on back-to-back podcasts. We just got done recording our first ever cafe club episode which is strictly available for those people who are in the cafe club it was hype i'm super pumped about what those episodes are about to become um we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of our experiences um, both as clinicians um with social with our business and whatever else you guys want from us um we're going to try to take a deeper dive so we're excited about that um, if you guys haven't checked out the coffee club, we highly suggest you do so. You can do that through the link in our bio, um, or in the show notes. And it's just another way you can continue to dive into the PT coffee cast community. Um, and we're super stoked about it and shout out to Joe Rinaldi holding it down strong in the cafe club for us. Um, so he's going to get some, some value with that episode. Yeah. Looking forward to getting some other people. Yeah. So we need you join. It'll be fun. Um, But outside of that, guys, we're super stoked to go into the third episode today. We've had some fun with uh, the Clinical Scenario series. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think most, I think even still, I mean, I'm still a new grad, but I think most physiotherapists um, think about red flags popping up or a scenario where someone comes in with those dreaded things that we talked about in physical therapy school. Um, So we're going to talk about a scenario where that happened um, with me, and I'm sure Will has one um, that maybe we'll piggyback off of, or we'll just kind of talk through what that's been like for us experiencing some of those things. But we know you guys as new grads or students are thinking about those or may have experienced those, so we want to share um, our story about how that happened. Yeah, I think these are things that everybody worries about getting out of school and rightfully so right like you're trying to uh make sure that you pick up things when they do come up even though it's like super rare it's nerve-wracking because it's not stuff that you think about all the time you know like most of the times things are fairly normal uh people are unique and, and different but like it's not something that you're like always thinking about like these red flags we work with musculoskeletal conditions. So it's like, uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's scary when something, somebody comes in and they start saying things that get you a little worried. <laughs> the one thing it does do is when this happens is it keeps you in check, man. It makes you, it makes you reflect and be like, okay, I need to make sure I am taking the time to go through these things and not skipping over them because it can sometimes be easy to breeze through some of those tests and something like this pops up and you're like, okay, I need to be more diligent, even more diligent, right? And just be aware that these things do happen. They're not often going to happen, but they do happen. I think like also (laughs) 
it's aside from like super emergent things you know you can keep an eye on things for like longer than like just that one situation you know like you're always sort of keeping your eyes peeled yeah right it's not like no seboing everybody but it's like just paying attention you know and like if something's got you concerned look into it and like talking with your colleagues and then coming back to it and diving a little bit deeper you know it doesn't have to be like that one it's not like scream for red flags and you're done yeah you're always (laughs) on alert especially if there are some weird things that do show up right yeah but tell me a little bit about your uh my story situation yeah so this would have been oh god I'm, i'm thinking this was maybe a year ago it wasn't that long ago um, it was back, uh, at my old, at my old clinic and had a guy coming in for what he described as low back pain. Um, and as much as like, you know, I always try to watch how people come in to the, to the clinic and like their demeanor and like even just some things that how they're navigating to see like, oh, are they really painful? Are they positive? Are they, this guy comes in, he's super like good mood hype. no no signs of really anything like out of the ordinary outside of his gait. His gait was a little off when I just had him walk in and showed him around the space and then brought him into the room. I'm like, okay, this is a little weird, but just like noted it, right? And then, um, so go into the assessment and, and essentially like the story is, it's really weird. It's like a, the guy hurt his back when he was out of the country and it started randomly when he was brushing his teeth. And he said he'd leaned over the sink to spin the sink. And then he had this back pain that started. And then it just progressively got worse. Like he ended up flying home after um, a period of time to go and see his doctor. And things started to deteriorate. So he started to notice things like, you know, back pain, weakness in his legs, trouble walking, trouble going up and down stairs, numbness and tingling in his, in his legs at times, like on and off, tingling in his feet, um, just some some weird things right with no real acute injury at all um and the mechanism of injury was i mean he was brushing his teeth right and so i'm hearing all these things and you know in the back of my mind i'm like all right this is a little weird but it kind of makes sense the way he was walking in um and then we start to go through the objective test and you know you start with range of motion and his range of motion was not bad like it wasn't super painful he didn't really like to flex or bend forward um but the movement was okay. Then we start, you know, going through some of the qu- the qu- things you quickly kind of check, like myotomes, um, dermatomes, reflexes. And this is where things started to get a little bit weird. So we started to notice like some fatigable weakness with it, with the, the lower body myotome tests. Very, very evident that like his plantar flexion was just non-existent. Like he couldn't come up on his toes. Um, no, like any resisted plantar flexion. Like he couldn't even budge me. Um, balance like way off couldn't balance at all like he he stood for like 10 seconds on both feet and then he was like wobbling all over the place and he had to sit because he's super fatigued so i'm starting to like all these things going through my head i'm like this is starting to be a little bit weird um then i get to the reflexes so i start checking his reflexes and this is where i've discovered the first thing i've ever seen this before i in my mind it was like one of those times where you're just like what is happening but i go to check his like patellar reflex 
and I hit it, and he's super hyper reflexive. Like he he almost kicks me, that it goes off so so fast. I'm like, whoa, okay. So I did it again, and then his bicep reflex started, at, and I'm like, what? Did I actually just see that happen? So then I did it again, and it happened again, and then so I was like, okay, this is weird. So I go to test the tricep because I'm like. I'm just gonna test all of them to see, cause I want to get a good idea of like is everything super hyper reflexive. And I test his tricep and his patella reflex response, and now I'm like, okay, this is this is not a good situation, and I've never seen this before, right? So, to be honest with you, I started to get a little bit like panicky, a little worried in my mind, but I was like trying to call, keep it cool, keep it collective, cause like I've never seen this before, and you know it's a weird scenario, right? Your so, eyebrow twitching a little bit. My vein, my forehead yeah. veins like bulging out. And he's like, are you okay? No, that didn't happen. But um, continue to kind of go through the rest of the assessment. I, um, We started to do some walking, like got him up. I'm like, okay, let's just see how he's walking. So got him walking and he had that like wobbly drunk gait, like hard time balancing, really like couldn't plantar flex, right? So his gait was like really off. Um, tried to get him to do like step ups just to like do some testing with that couldn't really do it like had a very hard time he had to use support to like push himself up and so I'm like okay this is like really interesting so in my mind at the time like I think the important thing to note is like sometimes you don't really you see these things happening but sometimes in the back of my mind like those those like crazy red flag things aren't really going off and I didn't exactly know what it was in the moment but I'm like this is not good right i'm thinking something's going on here some cord like cord impingement like myelopathy type thing is kind of in the back of my mind but i'm like this is such a weird scenario right and so i bring him back into the room and i'm like so here's what i'm seeing and i kind of go through it all and i wasn't too confident in the situation so in this point in time i'm like okay i'm gonna bring in I would just bring in Nick Hanna to come and save the day. No, I was working with Nick at the time and I was like, I'm going to bring in my colleague, have him like take a look and like see what he thinks. Um, and the cool part about, you know, working with a good group of people is that you have the opportunity to step out and do that. And I think any new, anyone who's listening to this, but new grad or student, like don't be afraid to like step out and ask somebody to take a look. Like they're not going to think you're dumb. And if that person does make you feel dumb, then they're, they're just, it's not a good clinician my opinion because these scenarios are weird so i went out got nick and obviously nick's gonna be like yeah no problem so he comes in and he goes through it and he starts you know seeing the same things and i'm like that i was like hey i'm picking up on this just want to get your thoughts on it and so he goes through some some stuff that i already went through and starts asking me a little bit of questions and obviously this is all with the consent of the client and then we actually step out and have like a brief conversation and he's like he's like yeah this is a little interesting he's like here's what i think and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting towards. Um, and so now we have to go and have a conversation with the client. Well, I did have to go have a conversation with the client to tell them what I'm thinking about. <laughs> but maybe before we go into that, is there anything that's on your mind or anything that comes up when I share that story? <laughs> uh, I think it's just like, you know, I think I can relate to the feeling of like going through something and be like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Like seeing that reflex it just goes to show you like you never really know how someone's gonna present like but just the fact that it's strange and like it doesn't follow something sort of predictable or fitting any type of like normal thing that you would see Mm -hmm. it's like 
maybe it's time to like raise that red flag a little. Yeah. You know, and like it, if it never hurts to, I think either like get someone else to have an opinion on it, who is like who you trust uh, to do that. And it doesn't hurt to uh, refer them and and be like based on these findings, you know, and like have that conversation with like, I think you should have this looked at by your uh, family doctor um, for for more imaging to find out and rule out anything more serious. Yeah, and I think if you have that in the back of your mind, just just go with it. It's like the what's the worst thing that can happen? Like they don't like they don't have it, and you just refer them to get more imaging. Like it's you know what I mean, and and that's what I what I did. But I think going and having those conversations sometimes can be tough. And I think, you know, looking back on it now, it's like, I'm glad. and I've had other little experiences pop up before this one where, you know, you think that there's something crazy going on and you refer them out and it doesn't end up being anything. So I felt more comfortable with like not panicking in the moment and not showing like fear, trying to keep composure when like all these things are going through your head, because it is important to, to remember that you have someone in front of you that does no idea what's happening and it's probably a little concerned in this case this guy was the most chill dude ever and he was just like he was just like going along with it so it made it easier for me right because he wasn't like you know you can get some people who are rightfully so very anxious very worried very concerned fearful all that and you got to make sure you're not feeding into that right and so then essentially going to have that conversation i think the most important thing is just be frank with them and just tell them what you're finding and i usually do that most of the time in my assessment is like i'm very like hey here's what i'm seeing here's what's going on here's why we're testing it um and then i just went and told them and i was like hey here, here's the here's the things that i'm seeing these are a little out of the norm um we're not exactly sure what it is but it could be this um what I want to do is just make sure that we refer you and get you in front of the right people. Um, you know, I'm going to be your advocate in this situation. So I'm going to refer back to your family doctor to get further imaging and then even to get you in front of a neurologist. Um, and this is the next steps for that. It's like in the meantime, you know, what we're going to try to do is X because there were some things that gave him actually some relief in some of his symptoms. And I'm like, hey, we're going to do this. And I knew it was safe. I knew it wasn't going to be anything drastic for to him. Um, and let's make sure we follow up. I think I, I can't remember. I followed up pretty soon, like after that, just so I could stay in touch and see where his symptoms went because getting to a doctor can take forever. Getting referral to get other imaging can take forever. I'm like, at least I can monitor his symptoms to see if they progress or get worse. And he was, he was like, cool. He's like, that's fine. Let's do it. And I think, you know, being honest and open with like the scenario and just telling him, Hey, here's what to um, expect and then the last little thing is like educating them on if things turn for the worse just go to the emergency room and like tell them the signs that they should be aware of so that they know if things do get progress and get worse that they need to go take care of it and not just sit and be like oh well it's going to be okay right so that's kind of my <laughs> little story <laughs> and how it all went um, but it does happen and it is nerve wracking and it's gonna be a challenge, but I think that's kind of how I navigated it. Cool. Yeah, I think the toughest part is that conversation, mm -hmm. you know, but I think it's important too, because on the flip side, if someone's super chill, like you have to make sure they understand, like, the severity. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you need to see your family doctor about this, like, 
that's what you need to do and be frank with that and like here's why right mm-hmm. uh, because and scheduling a follow-up because like in that situation like it's it's weird but it's not like necessarily emergent right like at that point and so like you can still work with them and in a sense like keep them accountable that they have gone and like put a bit of a time on it like hey we're gonna see each other next week like i'd like you to have scheduled your appointment by then kind of thing right yeah and in my case i did do that and and the process with it and actually thinking about it now like the scenario that ended up happening was I, i did i called his doctor because i was like i'm gonna call them and tell them what's going on um and I actually ended up getting the doctor on the phone, which is not usually a common thing, but I got the doctor on the phone and I told her the scenario and she was super grateful for me picking that up because he had gone to her and got referred to physio. And she was super grateful for the fact that I had like picked up these things and that I called her and I told her about it and that I referred him back for him to get further, you know, um, evaluation and which was a really good thing. Like, they appreciate that because obviously they want the best for their client, but she was very grateful for that. And then I ended up seeing him <laughs> like a week, like ne- the next week and symptoms totally different. Like that whole reflex thing didn't happen. Some of his symptoms had diminished. He still had like some interesting findings, like weak plantar flexion, not able to, to walk properly, but some of these findings started to disappear and then he booked in to get like follow up and further evaluation and all that stuff and nothing was presenting itself on imaging. He saw a neurologist, nothing presenting itself there. And we worked together for a couple months and I just kept, you know, doing how we normally take, you know, approach back pain and those kind of things. Um, and he started to get better. And he eventually at the end, when it was all said and done, like he was, he was fine. He got better. He got, he was a, he was a painter and he got back to working and we moved on and it's just like a it just on both sides it's like one it was a crazy scenario for me to see that two it's like why did that happen and how did the body respond in that way like i have no idea you know what i mean <laughs> and it just sometimes makes me in my mind be like this is a this is the human body is wild and this profession can be can be crazy sometimes you know you never know what you're gonna see bizarre yeah totally um we don't have to dive too deep into a scenario that you've had but have you come across something like that like have you had a scenario where you had to refer someone out like that's that's happened for you before uh different different the the scenario i'm thinking of is kind of like the complete opposite i had someone who on imaging uh they said that she had caught equina compression yeah. And so I got this person, and, and I'd been working with her, and I had not referred her out. Yeah. For anything, so I'm like, oh, did I like, did I miss something? Like, did I not ask deeply enough, like, about anything? And I had gotten the imaging thing before she had come in, so I was like panicking, you know. I'm like, oh no, like, I suck. Yeah. You know, like I missed something, right? Because yeah. I'm only like a year out at that point. And I'm just panicking. Uh, and so I talked with Don about it and I'm like, you know, I don't think there was anything suggesting that, you know, and he was like, you know what, like there's, there are a fair amount of like false positives for this type of thing. 
right? And uh, so he's like, you know, just just go back, do a, do a thorough examination and just see what's kind of what's going on. And so, like, I talked to the client about the findings. She was like, I don't understand. It's a little bit weird. And uh, she has no, like, almost no symptoms mm-hmm. or uh, signs of mm-hmm. katakwana at all. She had back pain and, a, like, a little bit of referral, like, but not, not like, past the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, no numbness, no tingling anywhere. Uh no reduced sensation, um, no myotomal weakness at all. Uh, and so we just basically kept going and she got better. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like sort of the opposite. Seeing something that freaked me out because the person had just had an MRI scheduled and just went. Right. Even though I suggested, like, I didn't feel it was necessary. Um, still went, showed something really bad, and then it didn't really fit with the presentation. Yeah. Uh, and she got better. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's crazy, but it's a good to, to highlight that example because, again, things, things like that are, are going to pop up. Um, I think just to recap, you know, and just highlight a couple things to think about when these pop up, I think, you know, one – um, always be on the, the alert on the alert for it. Like be diligent with it. Don't stray away from ruling those things out um, because the second you do get complacent with those um, is when something's gonna happen that you're gonna I don't want to say regret, but that's gonna be a tough situation that you could easily avoid if you be diligent. And even us just having this conversation is like triggering in my mind to be like, okay, continue to be diligent. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think be diligent. Yeah. Yeah. I think be diligent. I think be calm and collective when you're going through it. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help or get a second opinion from a colleague. Um, and then lastly, you know, when, when communicating this to the client, like be honest, be open, explain all the findings, um, tell them what they can expect, give them their next steps. Um, make sure they they understand and then lastly following up with them make sure they follow up with you and following up with them and their doctor i would say would be the takeaway points from that um and yeah and expect for it to pop up at some point and and maybe maybe it doesn't but i think always having that expectation that it's going to come up is going to keep you um staying diligent so that's going to wrap up this week's clinical scenario series guys please give us the feedback do you enjoy these episodes um this is something new that me and will are experimenting with and you know so far the first two episodes have been pretty positive but we want to hear from you guys um do you like them is it something you want us to do more often because maybe maybe it's something we dive into a little bit more um give us that feedback you can do that by following us on instagram at the pt coffee cast or on our main page at the movement pts make sure you subscribe to the pt coffee cast on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever else you consume your audio if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode please leave us a review And lastly, if you want to get the bonus episode that the Cafe Club does, head over to our Coffee Club page, um, check it out, join. It's another way you continue to support us, support the PT Coffee Cast community, so we can keep delivering you guys some hype, coffee-infused conversations. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and until next time.
Before you guys head out, we want to take a moment to tell you about the Movement Coffee Club. So the Movement Coffee Club is a new way that you guys can continue to be supportive of the PT Coffee Cast as well as be ingrained into the community. So we have three clubs for you. We have the Espresso Club, which if you join that club, you will get one message from me and Will a month saying thank you for all of your support. The second club is our Cafe Club. Here you'll get everything in the first club as well as a shout out on the show, put on a list of Coffee Club supporters and you'll get one bonus episode from us a month that no one else is going to get. Lastly, our favorite club, the Mug Club. In this club, you're going to get everything in the Espresso Club, everything in the Cafe Club, as well as a PT Coffee Cast mug, a monthly PT Coffee Cast coffee subscription to our official blend, and a monthly Mug Club Zoom call. So if you guys ever wanted to support the PT Coffee Cast, show us some love, say thank you for all of the things that we've done. We'd love for you guys to do it this way. It just helps us continue to grow, put out better content, have more amazing conversations with hype guests like the one that you're listening to right now, and allows us to level up our content. So you can join the coffee club by checking the link in the show notes or the link in our bio on Instagram. Thanks for tuning into this episode, and we look forward to keeping you guys coffee infused. 